opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Chris, zombie singer, Pat, skinwalker, singer, and Randy, demon, sapphire. Castbringers! Hello and welcome to Castbringers! It has been a while and it's good to be back. Randy, Chris, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Again, just throwing it out there to both of us at once. Yeah, exactly. Because it's been a while, so I just want to know how you're both doing at the same time. Uh, Chris, on the count of three, one, two, three. Good. Good. Perfect. That was great. You guys did awesome. See, it all worked out. Uh, what have you guys been nerding out on, Chris? Well, uh, you know, it's been a lot of nerd happening, but at the same time, not enough nerd happening in my life. You guys know what I mean? So this past two weeks, I've been slowly working my way through the Snyder Cut. So we can, you know, dissect that with another episode. And I have thoughts on it. Um, I've been trying to break into the NFT marketplace. <laughs> Got really close last night and then realized that somehow New York State isn't recognized in either the Ethereum wallet I was using or the... Uh, the bid place that I was trying to put stuff up to sell. So, so I don't know if that get rich quick scheme is going to work for me. So are you, you're trying to sell NFTs. Yes. Are you also attempting to buy them? As oh, like Lord, no. Okay. I'm, I feel I'm too smart to do that. <laughs> so just, just selling just want me some of that sweet non-fungible money. Okay. I like that. I also kind of dabble getting a little back in the Hearthstone playing the classic version and I, I hate it. I'm done. I played <laughs> one on a three, four game win streak. It was awesome. And then went on a six game losing streak. And remember why I didn't like it and I stopped playing. Oh, there's so much potential. I think is, I don't know. We have a love hate relationship. So I have a question about that because I also have been. I mean, obviously, I still play Hearthstone, so I've been playing it a bunch more recently. What uh, what deck were you using in Classic? I tried a little bit of everything, all of my favorites from the old days. Tried some Zulok, tried some um, the Soul Steel Priest, I think it was called, where you just take everything from them. And then tried uh, one of the old Mage decks, but I didn't build that one right. And then... Oh, I was going to try the hunter, control hunter, but I was too tilted in what I was trying to build the deck. I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. So one of your problems is you're playing the bad classic decks. Oh, I also tried the druid deck. There you go. It was supposed to be really good. Yes. And I lost three in a row with it. Okay. But because I hated that deck when it was really good anyway. So <laughs> that's, I, 
just just play Miracle Road. Miracle Road, super fun. Is that in there now? Yeah, that's the one. That's I like the like best Miracle deck. Rogue. That's the be- that's the like I think the best deck in Classic. All right, I'm back. I'm gonna do Miracle. Hang on a second. You guys talk while I do boot this up. <laughs> I'll okay. I'll fill in what else Chris nerded out on. Get a couple goblin things that draw cards and low cost things, and then the card that builds huge. You got it. Yeah, those ones. Yep. Perfect. And then the other thing I'm super loving is Invincible on Amazon Prime. A lot of super bloody violence for fun. <laughs> awesome. Randy, how about you, man? What have you been nerding out on? Can I ask a question, Chris? Because I think our whole, you know, everybody listening wants to know, what have you bought recently? I'm fighting with my auctions now. Okay. I ordered some, one of the comic things I ordered ended up having... It came from Vancouver, British Columbia, our neighbors to the north. So it ended up costing, I bought a, um, the Maximum Security Limited Series from the early 90s from Marvel. That's supposed to be terrible, but it was like $5, if even that much. And so I bought it. It ended up costing me $22 to ship. <laughs> so it's like wait a minute and then when i got it i opened the package and there was like the whole front cover of one of the comics was shredded because someone must have either like dropped the package or like put it up against something but the package was fine but you could tell it was a shipping error and everything like the comic was ripped to shreds so i'm frustrated now with my auctions so that phase has passed i've been to non-fungible tokens now randy just Chris, maybe it would help you with your auctions if you went through a gadget zan auctioneer that that's that goblin that i was talking about there you go. <laughs> for, for those non-hearthstone fans out there the gadget zan auctioneer is what makes miracle rogue work mm-hmm. what does he say buy me a card <laughs> Something like that. I thought it was like, give me a coin. Like, give me a coin. Give me a coin. Give me a coin. Oh, our audience is in for it this week. We <laughs> go two weeks without a podcast. <laughs> we just took a little vacation last week. It was spring break. Yep. Was spring break. We went down to Miami Beach, beat curfew. <laughs> you know, typical <laughs> stuff. The usual. Typical. Um, so Pat, what have I been nerding out on a lot? So I had to make a list, uh, Falcon and winter soldier number one right now. Um, we won't again, and we haven't talked about, uh, WandaVision, although I think maybe at some point we can talk about it. Spoilers, you know, I don't want to talk about Falcon yet because the spoilers, but great show. Uh, I'm got back into Dune still chugging along through that. Um, been playing some other ps5 games uh snyder cut of course watch that can't wait to talk about that also invincible chris because i think one of you told me to watch it um and i actually got the comic on hoopla and started reading it but then as i read it i didn't want to ruin the show so i stopped um but i do i did realize that the show and the comic kind of start off at different places right I, yeah, I can't. A little off. It yeah. is running a little bit different. Yeah. It's still holding pretty tight. Okay. So, so yeah, I didn't read much of the comic. Uh, but okay. I, but uh, yeah, show is phenomenal. Uh, what we do in the shadows got into that. And I think that counts as nerdy. Uh, it's awesome. Season two. Uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Watch that with Pat. 
did a little mystery science theater 3000. We were just kind of riffing on it the whole time. Uh, not ripping on it. No spoilers, whether it was good or bad yet. We'll get to that, but riffing on it. Uh, and a um, couple other things, Call of Duty, me and some friends had just started this Tuesday, a little Call of Duty league night. So we're doing some private matches, um, fighting each other in that. Pat and Chris, I'd like to formally invite you if you guys have Call of Duty Cold War and would like to play. We do some private matches. Sounds I am enough. one of the worst. Uh, so you don't have oh, to be good. I bet I could be worse than you. <laughs> you might be, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty down there. What uh, are you guys playing on? cross platform so anyone can PS4? play it. i got cool. it on ps5 we got laptop we've got xbox we've got it on everybody's playing on different things i believe it's out on ps4 it is ps4 yes yep looks like um, i'm buying call of duty how much does it cost <laughs> uh I don't it know. might be kind of on sale right now like i True. think it's a little cheaper than the like standard 59.99 for a video game can mm. i drop a grenade at my feet and have it blow me up and i die I oh, did yeah. that multiple that'll, times. That'll I did that multiple times uh, Tuesday night, and it tells you it says, uh, "Randy made some mistakes." That's the uh, tagline. <laughs> Can I for throw it. a knife at a wall because my aim is terrible and it bounces off the wall and hits me in the forehead and I die? Well, you can't throw a knife. You can throw a hatchet, and oh, it that, might be okay, able to bounce work. off you. <laughs> that'll work. Uh, and then the big news for me, at least, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Club started up again with some buddies. Uh, I told them that night that I've got some other friends who are dying to play, even though we haven't set it up yet. Um, but this is uh, this is the group I was playing with before. Listeners, if you could see Pat in my face <laughs> Guys, right now, just hold on, <laughs> joy, but also genuine disappointment. Yes. Time out. We did talk about this. Uh, you said it was tough for both of you to make a consistent night each week yes. because of the kids, but I still would love to start one with you guys. Um, this one takes place on a ship, and uh, one of the guys actually has the full ship, like the actual mini ship. So he's got that yeah, in the middle like of the table. Min- like, like a miniatures ship that like hundreds can- of dollars to pay. Yeah, That's pretty amazing. cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so that's been fun too. So Pat, how about you? Well, I kind of, again, we had this two weeks, off, two weeks with since the last episode and one week off. So uh, I've been uh, also doing quite a bit. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is just catching up on a lot of, <laughs> lot of video games. Um, so I dove back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's been very fun. Um, I spent a lot of time messing around with the new Hearthstone expansion. Uh, Chris had mentioned he's been into the classic mode. I've dabbled in that. Also, there's been a huge change to Hearthstone standard. So I have been doing a bunch with that. It's been pretty fun. But uh, at the same time, there's already like two decks in the mode that are just way overpowered than the rest of the other ones. Which decks are those? I'm going to play those. Uh, Actually, so one of them is, is, even though it's overpowered, it's very fun. It's a, uh, it's a all spell mage. I but did see has, that when I was looking up deck of, deck of lunacy, which changes all your spells to spells that cost three mana higher. So you're just getting like a ton of value out of it, but it's all random. So you just get like these crazy things. Very fun. Did, this is the first time I didn't pre-purchase the expansion though. It's a bummer, man. You're missing no, out. <laughs> I, I know. I wasn't regretting it beforehand because I thought it was done. Now I'm kind of regretting it. Yeah. But not enough to go drop 50 bucks on a bunch of packs you know yeah. what i mean not yeah. enough to actually like 
spend a bunch of money on it. So if the, if the pre-order deal was still there, I would go and buy it now. <laughs> but I don't want to straight up buy packs. Yeah. I mean, even, go ahead, sorry, Randy. I was going to say, even like uh, like even me today, I was playing. And, and Chris, same same kind of thing where you play a couple games and win and then go through on a little bit of losing streak, get a little tilted. And I was just like, ah, uh, why do I do this? But the, the, uh, the, I got better stuff to do. I got to go unload the dishwasher. Makes me want to unload the dishwasher. The genius <laughs> thing with Hearthstone now, though, is they have so many other game modes. I like normally that's probably what I would have done. But instead, I was like, ah, I'll just go play Battlegrounds. That's that's better. And I did that and still ended up playing the game for like two more hours on my phone, just playing Battlegrounds. And it was great. Um, I think the other thing is I'm just bad at Hearthstone. I thought I was good, used to be good, but now I'm realizing I was never good at it. Chris, if you want some coaching from a legend player, oh, it's a legend I, player, pal. I am available. <laughs> but Randy, you you were gonna uh, throw out a, like a little interjection there, man. What, uh, what, why doesn't everybody use the overpowered packs? Uh, well, so that is that is why people are complaining because everyone kind of is. Like, if you queue into matches, about nine out of your ten matches will be against either paladin or mage because those are the two strongest decks, and that's what everybody's playing. Okay, so Burlock people, paladin is that still a thing? No, it's a it's like a weird secret Librem Paladin combo. Mm, I actually did play the Librem Paladin a little bit last expansion. Here's the thing: now it's really good, and there's like these weird secret package that goes in the deck too. That's also overpowered. So sounds like they got to nerf those decks, huh? Oh, they so they did announce that they are doing a, a round of nerfs already. It should come out next week. And then you get Zen Auctioneer again. They are not. <laughs> wow, well, the coin. There it is. <laughs> uh, and then the the game that I have been playing a little bit that I was probably the most excited about is Disco Elysium. It is like a, a combo like RPG uh, adventure game, and it just came out on, is it on Google Stadia. Actually, I think it might be. It is. It was out on computer, and it finally just came out, launched on consoles. Uh, I think like last week. And so I've been like just stalking this game because it's won a ton of awards and the writing on it. It's fantastic. The story is super good. And I've been playing that and it is crazy. I have to get used to the pace because it's a very slow pace compared to like the action adventure games. Or, that sounds you know, right up my alley. Yeah, <laughs> it's, nice, slow. it's all voice acted. So there's not, even though there's a lot of reading, you could also just sit back and listen to the person read it to you and their acting super good. It's, it's great. Great game. Uh, and then lastly, I just watched a documentary on uh, Kobayashi, the uh, the food competitive eater guy, uh, and Joey Chestnut and like their rivalry. It was an ESPN like 30 for 30, uh, but it was really good. Just kind of silly and dumb and also very fun. So Pat, can you go into a little bit more about Disco Elysium? Because I don't know if I've ever heard of it. Yeah, so it, it came out, I think, last year, uh, like, over quarantine on computer. And so, basically, the, the premise of it is you're, like, this police officer investigating a murder mystery, but you wake up, you were on, like, a huge bender, and so you wake up and you have no memory of even who you are. But so the, the like, crux of the game is you have these different like uh, personality attributes that all talk to you. So like everything that all the conversations are really like your inner monologue, but like different aspects of it. Almost So almost kind of like a split personality think of. Okay. And so like all these different aspects of your personality are talking to you. And those are like kind of like your party members. And that's what, that's what kind of your 
that's the filter through which you're interacting with this murder mystery that you're trying to solve. And it's what you said. It's like RPG slash action. Yeah, because you can like you can level up and put different skill points into these different personality traits that which will then like affect how you're interacting with the environment. But it it is probably more akin to like a like King's Quest style game. Uh, not quite as hard. In done. All right, convinced. And I'm looking at the the screenshots, and that was my question: Is it kind of almost like a I don't know, point and click game, but yeah, it looks exactly. It is. It's very much like a point. And oh, click game. I am buying that. Maybe. I mean, as Chris has set the bar for doing things not podcast related during the podcast, such as buying things on eBay, I might just buy that right now if that's cool with you guys. So yeah, talk amongst it. yourselves because I am all in on it. And are you loving it, Pat, so far? I do. It's, so I haven't like the thing is, it, I can tell it's going to be like I said, the pace is really slow. So like I probably have about like five or six hours into it already, but I'm only like, I feel like I'm probably only like a th- not even uh, like eighth into the game or so like you basically have like i think a week of game time to solve this murder mystery and i think i'm like halfway through the first day okay so so it's gonna be a while Uh, so i don't i don't know if i have a good gauge of like how much i'm loving it yet because i feel like i have to really get into it a little more but so far it is very fun it's very good and and interesting it's it's a little trippy which is cool oh with a name like disco elysium i i assume that (laughs) How, how could it not? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Did you uh, were you the one who was talking about Outriders, the game? Yep. Yep. And uh, that just came out last week, right? That did, yes. For Xbox owners, I believe it's free on like Xbox Game Pass. Ooh. I don't have that, so no. Nope. Heard good things about <laughs> it. Yeah, I played the demo. The demo was really good. Uh, and I probably I would have bought that if I didn't buy Disco Elysium. But spending like basically like a hundred bucks on two games, which either of which will be very hard for me to play, figured uh, I should, probably should only buy one. Disco Elysium, the final cut, thirty one ninety nine on Google Stadia. That's the one, man. That's mm-hmm. what you want. And if you got if anyone out there listening or Chris or Randy, if you guys want any more information, read the IGN review. A, it got a ten out of ten, which wow. is rare. But then also it goes into a little more depth about just like the gameplay and, and some info on the plot and stuff. It would be cool to like, I haven't, I talk about shows with a lot of people, like I know you guys do too, but it'd be cool to kind of play a game at the same pace as you guys. Cause don't talk about games anymore with people, which, you know, used to do. And that was a lot of fun. Like, Oh, where are you at? Where are you at? Oh, how'd you get this? You know, things like is that. Is that our new, is this going to be our new, did the cast watch Memento? Do the cast buy? How far, how far are we in Disco Elysium? <laughs> we still have to watch Memento. Listen, I watched it. I'm not no, going to. Chris already watched it. Wait, speaking of which, we should probably Let just dive. Right, we should probably just dive right into that, right? Did the cast watch Memento? Yeah, yeah, I watched it like a month ago. I'm going to have to rewatch it. Randy, did did you watch it? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I I believe in our last episode I said, oh well, I'm gonna have all this time over spring break, and I want to watch a bunch of movies. I'll I'll definitely watch it over spring break. I did not watch it. I yeah, did you guys? I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to come over and give you tattoos so you remember to watch Romito. Right, so Chris. you take a pen and you tape a pin to it and let the ink drip down and then stab yourself 
I don't want to do that. <laughs> to tattoo yourself. That's how he does it in, in Memento. If you'd watch the movie, you'd know that. Chris, yeah. we're nerds. That sounds way too violent and painful for yeah, us. I don't want to do that at all. But yeah, I guess... that's what I'm going to do it for you. All right, Chris, Chris, mm. I will watch Memento like this weekend or something. No, I don't you know. won't. <laughs> don't patronize me with that. I'm going to watch it. Crap. <laughs> well, someday. Someday we will all have watched well, Sunday it. you're going to watch it. Sounds good. Yep. Yep. Whatever you say. Chris, when are you going to watch? When are you going to finish Justice League? Snyder. I'm three hours in. All right. You're almost halfway there. That's too huh? bad. No, not three hours. It's four hours, so I'm an hour and a half in. Yeah. Yeah. Was, part three. It was nine hours. <laughs> mad. Longer than all three well. Lord of the Rings. Maybe. I mean, it might feel like that sometimes. Mm. It does feel like that. <laughs> And then I was reading more about about uh, Ray Fisher and everything that was going on, like the filming of the movie, and it just makes me not like the movie. Yeah. So much. You can't have a successful movie when everyone hates each other. Yeah, it's not great. But hey, we got to save it for the for the Snyder Cut discussion because that's is we are going to do that whenever you finish. Did we get Zack Snyder on? For yeah, he's, probably, he's probably not busy. I wanted to get Joss Whedon on actually. Oh, let's get them both on. We'll Could those be our special guests? I have some questions for Joss Whedon because it really seems like he's a huge scumbag now, and <laughs> that's disappointing. But also not surprising. Like, doesn't he seem like that kind of guy? We're like, yeah, this kind of makes sense. You mean like me? <laughs> well, we know <laughs> you're a scumbag. <laughs> But yep. you're our scumbag. <laughs> oh, you guys are so sweet. Now just say your lines. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's, let's get into the multi-strike. <laughs> All right. So, got a couple different articles. Randy, what did you bring for us this week? All right, guys. So, so many articles about Superman, and I decided not to take any of them because I figure with Superman at this point and what's going on with Obviously, we talked about the Snyderverse and everything. I can't keep up with it. Every day, a new article comes out. Uh, More recently, The Rock now has complete control over the Snyderverse. And then he wants Henry Cavill to come back, but then he doesn't. It's because it was in his contract that he said he could do anything in Black Adam that he wants. I don't know. So we're going to put a hold on Superman articles. And I'm going to go off the board here and talk about the article I found, which was about a local... Rochester Rochesterian who created a Rochesterite who created a video game that was about the um, barge in the Suez Canal that blocked the Suez Canal. So I thought this was pretty funny and I saw the headline. So I went to read it and essentially a guy thought it'd be fun to make a small little video game about blocking the Suez Canal. This came out a couple of weeks ago before they actually didn't unblock it. So I thought that was too soon to talk about the article, but now it's unblocked. So free reign. Um, we will maybe put the link in a tweet or somewhere where people can find it. Cause you can actually play the game on the yeah. internet for free. If if one of us remembers to like post stuff on Twitter because they have played on Stadia, I only do Snyder cuts on Stadia. Can you even play Stadia on Stadia right now, Chris? What's going on with Stadia? I'm waiting for an article on that. You need to be in a stadium to play. Oh, to play Stadia. That makes sense. 
So I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to play the game? I didn't get the chance to play it. I did play uh, like a super annoying vine for Chris of the <laughs> music from the game. And <laughs> yeah. I love that. But, uh, <laughs> but it, I mean, it was a video. Turn the music down if I play it. It was, <laughs> it was you're a... piercing. It was it's saying it politely. Very uh, old school, I'd say, right? Yeah. Mm. It, I mean, it seemed funny though. It's, it, it seemed like it was just kind of like a joke, right? Like, yeah. What in like a cool way. Yeah. So my kids watch Minecraft videos on YouTube, you know, and I'm definitely an old man because I say turn that down because it's just streamers yelling, oh, Minecraft, and they're just going back and forth and it's all like high pitched kid voices. And it's that video reminded me of that. And <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. Well, I I'm didn't play the game either. Sure. So I guess none of us know how, how good it is, but I heard it got a 10 out of 10 on IGN. What? So. They're just handing that out. <laughs> Wait, it said this... disco Elysium, but better if our scores went over 10. What? So I, I, I got to play it. <laughs> got to play it now. Uh, yeah, that's right. my article. Chris, how about you? Uh, my article, I picked it because I thought it was hilarious is that now that Falcon and Winter Soldier is in, uh, you know, in process, they're doing a lot of interviews. And one of Sebastian Stan, who plays the Winter Soldier, his interviews, he said fans come up to him in public and say the trigger words to him for Winter Soldier to try to activate him. Um, and so I just thought it would be hilarious. Like if you saw Sebastian Stan at a restaurant and you walked up to him and said, I don't remember the trigger. Longing. Longing. Rusted. Longing. 17. Rusty. Daybreak. Daybreak. There's and more than that. Around and murders people. Now, if you were Sebastian Stan, would you play character or would you just be like, get out of my face? I'd probably just get out of my face. I think the first the first couple times someone does it, maybe you're playing character. But yeah, after like the 60th person is trying to do it, you're just like, get away from me. I think the key is he, you're supposed to say them in Russian. Yes. To activate him. So, real fans, you got to say it in Russian. If you're that, telling them that in English, it's not going to work. Yeah. That's what Zemo did, right? In, in uh, Civil War, he had to learn it all in like that mm -hmm. perfect Russian. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Just, just devil's in the details, you know? I, I feel like, and I try to think, and we're pretty big nerds. I feel like I would not do that to Sebastian Stan. And I'm trying to think of do I know anyone that would actually go up to Sebastian Stan if they saw him and did that? I don't know. Yeah, I think I would just be too like starstruck and just be like not like not say anything. Like if he came up to me and said hi, I would just always be like uh, uh, uh. I never realized. <laughs> I've seen pictures of Sebastian Stan when he's not as the Winter Soldier, like him just out in public. And I never recognize him in the public. Like, Who's that guy? That's the Winter Soldier guy? No way. Like they have cast photos and like, who's this weirdo with the long hair? That's Sebastian Stan. That's a real guy. <laughs> Have you heard that story of Gwyneth Paltrow? No. So they were at like a rap party for, uh, I think it was for um, Infinity War. And they're, so they're at like the, the after party or whatever, the rap party. And Sebastian Stan and Chris Evans are hanging out. And like Gwyneth Paltrow walks up and she's like starts chatting up Chris Evans. And so Sebastian Stan says like, like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, hey, like. Who are you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm Sebastian Stan, <laughs> and she's still just like, oh, okay, like, like still obviously didn't know who he was, and 
So like Chris Evans or or it might have been um Don Don Cheadle or I forget who it was, but they were just like, you know, Sebastian Stan, the guy who plays the Winter Soldier. <laughs> She's still just like, oh, okay. She's like the Winter Soldier, the guy who like fights Captain America. Like she had no idea even after like a long explanation of who his character was, and she was just like, yeah, okay, uh, bye. That's hilarious. The character like, that like was the stories of Tony Hawk not getting recognized. Those are those are amazing. <laughs> yeah, you just got that face that you never recognized. It doesn't look like anyone. Or you're Gwyneth Paltrow. You named your new company Goop, and you never watched any of the Marvel movies, probably except for the ones you were in. And even those, I don't think she watched. <laughs> she watched at all, right? Yeah, I was the character they named the second Captain America after the second Captain America movie after Winter Soldier. No, I don't know know what that is. Seems good. It's awesome. I found my article for next week, though, on the sidebar is an article about Henry Cavill geeking out explaining the Witcher's swords. I I just saw that headline, too. (laughs) Yes. Topic for next week. I love it. I love it. Speaking of real quick, uh, Witcher 2, I think, wrapped filming the season two recently. So, and that way, I think this summer, right? The the summer when the show comes out, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be awesome. All right, I'll jump into my article. So, on Monday of this week, April 5th, it was First Contact Day. So, so, Randy, I figured you would get a kick out of this because I know you are also a pretty big Star Trek fan. Uh, so first contact day is just like a, a day that Trek fans kind of made up for themselves for as a holiday, uh, but they did do a bunch of uh, Star Trek announcements in commemoration of it. So basically there's a lot of just a lot of little things about Picard season two that's coming out. Um, Q is going to be on it. They also announced, um, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, they, they did a stream like all day. And so they had a bunch of different, uh, like previews for some of the episodes coming up and even some of the stuff that you have to pay on like what is it now paramount plus or whatever uh, so you can get get a preview like uh star trek lower decks some like one or two of the picard episodes and all the all the episodes were themed around uh first contacts of like different alien species so they did like the original star trek where i think they first contact the romulans they did obviously the next generation where they have first contact with the borg uh just stuff like that kind of get the idea um they talk they give a little plot hints for some of the upcoming seasons of like picard season two is going to deal with uh captain picard's like lasting effects of the borg assimilation um how like the discovery in discovery season four they're changing up the uniforms a bit and so just some kind of like minor stuff like that that just seemed really cool uh mainly though to be honest the reason i picked this was star trek first contact is my favorite star trek like storyline movie all of it it's so good and i love it and so just to see that they named like a holiday after it was awesome um star trek first contact might be one of my favorite movies overall uh not just star trek movies i could watch that it was i thought it was one of the best yes oh so good i think it might be the best star trek movie. oh yeah and and I know people would argue that, but based on our generation that we came up with the next generation, that's how, you know, I know me, Pat and I, we kind of grew up with that mm-hmm. a little bit. That's, that was one of the best. Um, I read the whole article, Pat. I did not even know about 
first contact day. So thank you for letting me know about it. Um, and, uh, first of all, maybe this is like the Berenstein Barrett thing. I swore John Delancey died. Like I am 99 to 99.9% sure he died at some point. Did you guys hear that? Or is that just me? Uh, I mean, clearly he's still alive. I swear. I thought he died. It's a, is something I, I could not believe it. I remember thinking See, the thing, Randy, is he's actually immortal and immortal <laughs> oh, okay. um, space time being that exists outside of the universe as you know it. Gotcha. So he can't die. So yeah. don't worry. Okay. That's and that's what I thought, but obviously I'm I'm wrong, I guess. So he's still alive. Uh I loved how they talked about the um the meme, the Stuart meme with the hand yeah, the face palm. Face palm. <laughs> He's like, no, that will not be in the new show. Um, I'm very, I'm, it didn't say much about undiscovered country. That's actually one of my favorite or one of the ones I'm really excited about um, with Captain Pike and Spock uh, kind of a side, you know, sideshow from um, discovery, mm -hmm. but that show I think is going to be awesome um, because I thought they were like two of the best characters that they've had in discovery so far um captain pike i forgot who anson mount is just phenomenal as captain pike uh so i'm excited about that i hadn't heard about the cartoon that they were coming out with not lord dex that i've seen the janeway um, one yeah the nickelodeon and i had heard they got janeway for it i just i don't know if i knew the name prodigy but that actually sounds pretty cool like i think i'd watch it um yeah, janeway looks... janeway wanted her the cartoon character of herself to be less pretty which i thought was kind of funny <laughs> And it, the art style looks cool. Like it looks very much like uh like the style of a like Clone Wars. Yes, it's kind of neat. Like a gen, is it Gendry Tar Tarkovsky? No, oh no, not so. Like Clone Wars, the uh, like when they did the three D animation. Yeah. So I guess it's still a little bit like that because I guess even three D style, it is kind of. I'm sure they probably kind of based it off of his mm. his cartoon art style, but. So, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I want to watch it. It looks like they had, obviously, Frakes came on, Spiner was there, Will Wheaton hosted it. It sounds right up my alley. This is awesome. So I think I'm going to try and find out how to go back and watch it because um, it was all we Zoom get them on this, on this podcast. Oh, and this was... Jason, Jason Franks, Will Wheaton, all those guys. So yeah, reach out, shoot them a tweet. This, I thought, was one of the coolest parts. Did you guys see the AR wall for the Mandalorian in the, a picture of this thing? No. So they said essentially um, Discovery is using or a lot of the shows are using this new AR wall so that when actors are on set, it feels like they're actually in the, the show, like they're actually at these weird places. So they have a shot of the Mandalorian with this huge wraparound wall essentially where it looks like he's in the city type of thing so there it's not like green you know everywhere type of thing i was gonna say is that they're doing that instead of like a green screen yeah yeah it looks there's a picture it looks Randy, awesome. you're thinking of the mandalorian in siberia <laughs> built the model oh yes they're, you're right they're building life-size working spaceships now in russia in siberia or, yeah you could also be confused with the star trek holodeck that yeah. is just a uh, fictional fictional deck on a Star Wars fiction or Star Trek ship. I mean, nonfiction, right? Where you can go and and act out, you know, whatever you want because it's just the holograms appear. I thought by now that would be real. I really did as a kid. 
I'm, maybe it is. Maybe you're in a holodeck right now and you just can't get out. Oh, is this a good segue into the Killing Blow article? I mean, it's not a great segment because they kind of don't. Oh, well, that just shows I didn't really understand Killing, the killing Blow. blow article. <laughs> <laughs> but let's do it anyway. Clearly <laughs> didn't understand it. All right. So this week's Killing Blow article is from, once again, our super <laughs> duper uber fan, Nick. Thanks, and I, Nick. He's like the fourth host he, by this point. Really? Yeah, have we... He, he's actually he's actually uh recommending full segments now not just <laughs> articles he's giving us advice Topics. on meat and potatoes love it what we shouldn't shouldn't do he's actually like the executive producer yeah, he, if, he, he actually i think even has a full episode idea for what we should do which we are probably going to do because it's a really good idea so. doesn't want we've reached out to have him on wants nothing to do with well, the on-screen presence we, we never have like an a real special guest on. That's the problem. So we now, actually can't have about? them on. Thanos oh, has called multiple times. Yeah, we've had Thanos. We've had Mr. Freeze. Oh, you guys are right. You're right. Mario. Forgot about that. Aragorn. Aragorn. <laughs> uh, what's the Gollum? Gollum was on. Was he? Oh, Schmeagol? That's the one. <laughs> that was, All those guys. That was my favorite one, I thought. I still remember that one. Yeah, you did like him. I remember. That was my favorite. We were one. hanging out with him and the uh, the, left the room party for, for that episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week's Killing Blow article uh, is has to do with aliens. We're, we're, you know, with all that start, I guess that's the segue, right? Star Trek. We're talking aliens. We're moving into the aliens, uh, and so basically, what this boils down to is um, a, a fairly prominent theoretical physicist, Michio Kaku. Who, if you've watched any um, any kind of like Discovery Channel show about space, he, you've probably seen him on there. He's he's been he was kind of doing the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing before Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, and he's still on a, a lot of those shows. Um, he he did an interview, and so he was asked about um, contact with alien civilization. We have the James Webb Space Telescope being launched in the next few years, uh, which is much more power. It's basically a Hubble, but like the upgraded version, it's much more powerful, can see further into space, etc. And so he was asked about um, making contact with an alien civilization. And really just to sum it up, he said, uh, he feels like the chances would be quite high that we may make contact with an alien civilization relatively soon. And there are some colleagues of mine that believe we should reach out to them. I think that's a terrible idea. We all know what happened to Montezuma when he met Cortez in Mexico so many hundreds of years ago. Now, personally, I think that- yeah, we alien... wouldn't we wouldn't want to ruin alien civilizations like that. Oh, oh Chris? Because, well, you know, we're smarter now and we wouldn't- I think you are misinterpreting the analogy here you think we're Cortez in this yeah. situation? Earth. Okay. Welcome to Earth. We are Montezuma. Oh, that's yes. Yes. And I would agree with him. Bad. Quite bad. Um, then he he adds, now personally, I think the aliens out there would be friendly, but we can't gamble on it. So I think we will make contact, but we should do it very carefully. So it's how I live my life. Yeah, feeling... careful contact, social distance. The social social distance with the entire alien civilization that may know six billion light years apart. <laughs> so, so guys, thoughts thoughts on that? Kind of, you know, you know, not feeling great. Mm, I say go for it. What's the worst that could happen? Well, they could like annihilate and enslave. What's the worst that could happen? I've read the annihilation storyline in the comics. Pat Earth wins. Every time. Every time. 
You just have to find their mightiest heroes. What we have to do is send the Avengers, the movie, send it into <laughs> space so the aliens will watch that and think that that's really us. And they'll say, oh man, if they beat Thanos, that guy's really strong. He calls into that stupid podcast all the time. That's it. So we, in this scenario, are we also sending copies of our podcast with, <laughs> yeah, why not? with, with the copy of the, of the Avengers movies? To distract them. I like it. It's honestly not a six bad billion idea. light years to go. They're going to need something to do. <laughs> We'd probably get way more listeners too, which would be cool. <laughs> we don't have a lot of list- human listeners, but our alien <laughs> audience is through the roof. <laughs> we do well with the alien demographic. <laughs> Strong, strong we part of a lot of dollars in our Patreon, but we have a lot of glory clicks. It's <laughs> a currency that aliens use. Yeah, that that glory clicks. that standard uh, currency. Standard it, alien currency. Can you use those to buy non-fungible tokens? <laughs> Not in New York, apparently. <laughs> Darn. Randy, what about you? What do you? What are your thoughts on, uh, you know, alien civilizations I, potentially destroying us? I, I mean, I'm not thrilled about it. Uh, <laughs> like, I do like how he, he just had that throwaway line. I mean, I think they'll be they'll be nice, but I just wouldn't count on it. <laughs> I I I don't know the odds. The I know people say, well, with the well, first of all, this telescope, it sounds like it would reach like thousands of planets, right? Yeah, so basically, it's like a more sensitive version of the Hubble, so it can. They, they, uh, he, the Michio Kaku used the analogy of the Hubble can see like toddler universes, whereas the James Webb could see like at birth. Okay. Like, thinking, thinking of it that way. I, I think it'd be, so it's like interesting. Sound for the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, the odds of us finding one with life, the odds of us finding one with intelligent life, and the odds of one odds of us finding one with intelligent life that's more intelligent than ours and still having like some type of society that's got to be really 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 high odds right uh so i don't know i guess i'm not too worried about it it uh do you mean high odds or do you mean low odds oh sorry i was speaking in glorglix uh low odds when you're talking to humans (laughs) It, uh, it it made me think of the uh, the dark forest theorem or theory. Uh, you know, do you guys know like the three body problem trilogy at all? Like that science fiction series? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know all. I've heard it. of it. Uh, Rob, probably explain it to our listeners. Yeah. Rob, yeah, yeah. our yeah, avid listener, has talked about it. about it. Yeah. So so the dark forest to to sum it up, and it's it's the second book of this trilogy, and so that the argument in that book is basically this is that all life all life desires to stay alive and there's no way to know if other life forms can or will destroy you if given a chance so then lacking assurances the safest option for any species is to annihilate other life forms before they have a chance to do the same so thinking of it in the analogy of of all these different civilizations are like a hunter in a dark forest knowing that there are other hunters out there just trying to you know be stealthy but also do the same thing of like kill each other uh and so that you know like well, in thinking monsters about, in the dark forest there might be also 
And so that's it is anything you come across, it could be a monster, another hunter, an angel, whatever. Like you what just if Cortez was in the dark forest? What would he do? Oh, Ooh. dark forest. I thought you said dark force. It's dark forest. Dark force was an awesome Star Wars video. <laughs> that's all I can keep thinking of. So dark so wait, forest. forest. So Cortez okay. is going through the forest hunting Darth Vader. Yep. Who's using the dark force. Question on Jeopardy tonight. But he kills him Darth Vader. before he can even see it. But Aaron Rodgers is there hosting Jeopardy for some reason. Very, very calming voice. I don't know if you guys have watched it at this point. I haven't. I haven't had a chance to. He's actually, he's a little stiff, but not too bad. But yeah, Darth Vader was one of the answers. I, I guess I go with, like, I like that idea, Pat. I just feel like, especially with time, like, I think, yeah, I mean, you think of just straight up how many planets are out there. Something's got to hold some type of life, but are we hitting it at the right time? Like how long was our planet around without any intelligent life that could do that? I don't know. Odds are pretty slim, I guess, the way I think about it. Yeah, that's, and that's the tricky part, right? It's the, uh, what, the Fermi paradox. Is the, Which you know, is? I believe it's something along the lines of there's so many X amount of planets with, mm-hmm. with potential to hold life, yet we haven't seen or encountered any you know, any sign of it anywhere. And so why is that? And isn't uh, part of it, if the if your civilization gets to a certain point, it ends up destroying itself? Well, that's like that's it. one of the explanations for it, yeah. Because mm. they haven't built Dyson spheres. Right. Yes. And so, and so, but so that, that actually, this, this like theorem, this dark forest theorem, it helps to try to explain that, right? Is maybe we haven't ever encountered any civilization, any other civilizations because they're all out there killing each other before we can discover them true so who knows yeah. kind of creepy but uh the other thing if, if about the it. avengers film doesn't work we should send independence day the original number and one and they'd be very scared they'd be scared will smith is gonna welcome them to earth yeah the, will smith will be uh, throwing left hooks into their face but cut out the scene cut out the end with the computer virus because then they'll know that they would need to change their operating system, and we don't want them to change it. Uh, that's computer how virus. What? A computer virus. What computer? We're not going to steal your Gliglorks. Yes. It, uh, that was a hold on. I, I caught that, Pat. That impression there. <laughs> what, what? What impression? It's just oh. a, a computer virus. The. It's a. It's a. It's a Jeff Goldblum joined this podcast. By the no, way, speaking of uh, Independence Day actors, have you guys still seen Bill Pullman lately? No, is he looking rough or what? So he's in this show called The Sinner that Laura loves. So we watched all three seasons. Horrible show. <laughs> but he just, he talks like he's got to poop constantly. Like it's it's rough. It's bad. I'm like, was this the guy that saved the world? I can't remember. Who gave the no, greatest Bill speech Pullman? in all of movie history? Is from the same hometown as my wife, which is Cornell, New York. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy yes. stuff. True, true facts. Cornell met him. Went New to his York? house. Hmm? Wait, really? She met Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman? Pullman. Don't get him confused. They are <laughs> very different rich. people. She met Bill Pullman, really? Yes. She actually went on a date with his nephew. No way. Yeah. While we were dating, I said, "Go for it, Bill freaking Pullman." <laughs> He's the president. Wait, what? I don't know if I want to hear this on the podcast or off the podcast, but I definitely want to hear the story. So, well, that, that's the story. I mean, yeah, I think oh. that's it. 
he went to dinner at his house. Was he nice? Was he a nice guy? Super nice guy. Okay, cool. I take back everything I said about the woman. So aliens maybe trying to destroy us. Had to poop though. It was weird. (laughs) (laughs) But he never went to the bathroom. Love it. Bill Pullman always having to poop. Aliens maybe destroying us. Let's move on to (laughs) the meat and potatoes. All right. This week's meat and potatoes is all about movie monsters. Woo! Monster oh. A computer virus? <laughs> a computer virus. Computer virus. Guys, <laughs> Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah, Kong vs. Godzilla came Godzilla out. We figured. Versus, versus Kong. Did you watch it yet, Chris? I did. It's a, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But let's, let's, okay. you know, let it marinate for a little bit. So, again, that just came out. We've all watched it. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But also, too, like, it's kind of celebrating all these classic movie monsters, these big movie monsters. Do you guys have any, uh, like any experience, any history with any of these monsters or anything like that, or even other movie monsters, maybe not Godzilla or Kong? Yeah. <laughs> it to both of us again, Chris. At same time, ready? One, two, three, go. <laughs> yes. All right. Chris does. I, I remember watching uh, Pat. I don't know if you remember our father. He was a big King Kong fan. I I remember seeing like the original King Kong and, mm-hmm. and I was like this. I remember sitting down dad. watching it with dad. Yeah. And he loved it and thought the the scene when King Kong fights the T-Rex was awesome. And I agree. That's an awesome <laughs> scene in the original King Kong. Um and then I watched the uh Peter Jackson King Kong which was a pretty good movie, but also one of the grossest, scariest movies because I hate bugs. And it made me want to vomit in the theater because of those giant mm. slugs that pop out. And it's, come on, Peter, we don't, we don't need that. You know, he, he got the, the spider in the Lord of the Rings and all these bugs. I think he's got a problem. Yeah, I just, I remember that Peter Jackson won and I think I was just at a bad age for it where I just remember like this movie is just really long. It was long. And not and just like not hooking my interest enough because I'm like a 12-year-old kid. Like I just need King Kong all the time. Yeah, there wasn't <laughs> enough. There's too much human, not enough monster in that one. But yeah. that's the problem with all these monster movies, I think. Um, I did I think I'm one of the only people alive who liked the Matthew Broderick Godzilla where uh, Madison Square Garden turns into the Godzilla nest. Um, I loved that movie, and not many people did, apparently. Chris, we are brothers. I also enjoyed that Godzilla, <laughs> that Godzilla remake. I think, for me, too, it, it helped because, again, that was part of that generation where like they had this weird movie and then just immediately made a children's cartoon about it, and so I would watch the children's cartoon. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, like, Godzilla and whatever Matthew Broderick's character's name is, like they're cruising around helping people. This is great. Now, is that the movie with the Taco Bell partnership where the Chihuahua goes, I think I need a bigger box? I think he's trying to catch have, Godzilla, right? I just, I just remember it was it was Puff Daddy and uh was it uh, Jimmy Page doing the the Led Zeppelin cover yes. theme song? 
Come With Me, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. This is good. That's great, great movie making right there. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> In fact, that movie's great. There's no argument. That movie was awesome. Randy, how about you, man? Any, any... I generated that movie at 11 out of 10. <laughs> I, I heard that. <laughs> uh, I never was big into monster movies, really. Um, I saw the Peter Jackson King Kong. Uh, I thought the same thing you guys did. Um, you know, honestly, the next movie I could think of was Cloverfield that I saw with, you know, big monster kind of mystery movie. That one was okay. Um, so what I did was when I heard that this was a topic we were going to talk about, I looked up the 20 best movie monsters, um, on Collider. And I don't know if you guys saw this article. Do you want to try and throw a couple out there? I think if you can guess. Maybe. I mean, like Kong Godzilla. Are we counting like Dracula and Frankenstein? Yeah, they got to be on there. They're on here. Yep. Frankenstein's monster and uh, yeah. uh, Dracula. Uh, no, 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 no. Frankenstein monster was the doctor. Frankenstein <laughs> was the monster. Uh, it's really well, confusing. Yeah. But is he writing it like stationary style where it's like Frankenstein comma monster? Yes, because his name is yeah. Monster Frankenstein. <laughs> gotcha. So yep. it's really confusing because it's Monster Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. So right. it, technically it should be Frankenstein comma monster monster. Well, if he's writing it again, like stationary style. You know, they don't have Dracula on here though. Do they have the mummy? No. Oh, Brendan Fraser's mummies. I don't know if they thought of those counting as monsters necessarily. They're both like human. It's got to be a bunch of the other Godzilla monsters, right? Like Ghidorah. No. uh, No? Mothra. Only Godzilla. Godzilla. Maybe this is the worst list to look up. Yeah, what? So I can't even... Is it uh, like the creature from the Black Lagoon? Is that not Cloverfield? Yes, the creature from the Black Lagoon is on here. Okay. Aliens? Predator? Alien is number two on this list. Is number one Godzilla? No, number four is Godzilla. Number five is King Kong. What? Alien, the xenomorph is two. Predator? Predator. No, Predator is on here, but no, it's not one or three. I know you're trying to guess one and three. So three is Brundlefly from The Fly. Okay. Um, The, oh, sorry. Brundlefly, The Fly with uh, Jeff Goldblum. And one is the thing. You know how Jeff Goldblum got turned into the fly? They said From, it took the uh, entire movie, but no, I don't know. Computer uh, virus. <laughs> uh, and number one is the thing, the thing from Ooh. that movie, which I never saw. Yes. That, that movie is very good. This movie is fantastic and so creepy. It's not like a scary movie by any means, but it is creepy. Pretty scary. <laughs> I was, I was probably wa- you guys probably watched it scary movies you guys probably watch at the same time but again how far apart in ages are you i four and a half years maybe pat watched it a little before his time it is the one part is scary when they, they're testing the the blood samples <laughs> he puts it in the blood sample that's the thing that is the thing and it like puts it in and it just eats his hand no spoilers <laughs> great uh so yeah those are you know i guess i the one on here that i really loved was actually there's a director on here you guys haven't mentioned him yet that is probably no he was he did the fly but another one that's done a lot of movie monsters more recently i guess within the past 15 oh uh, guillermo (laughs) 
Del Toro. Yolmo Guillermo Del Toro. Yes. In Labyrinth. That movie's good. That's, That's on here. That eye monster. That monster was so creepy. The kaijus from Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah. Those are on here. Which, again, Pat, I think we mentioned last episode. I didn't know. Where did the name kaiju come from? Is that an old... Isn't just yeah. a general term that means giant city crushing monster? Yeah, I think it is. It is like an actual, like, isn't it an actual, like, Japanese word that just, yeah. Has, That's what it like means. The term, the term okay. for, like, a giant monster. Man, if only there was a way we could look up what a word means. No, it's impossible. <laughs> so have you guys seen a lot of the, those, got the ones that are in the Godzilla franchise, seen, essentially? I've seen, like, the original, I've seen the original Godzilla, and I think one of the, like, Godzilla versus Mothra or Godzilla versus uh rodan or, or something i feel One like of they were always on like sunday morning tmc growing up and i would always watch like an hour you know so 45 minutes of random godzilla movies never really knowing which movie was which yeah and which one of the godzillas one of my favorite ones was when uh the two twins little tiny girl twins would show up randomly and like they helped control Godzilla or something I'm by no means an expert on Godzilla and I don't claim to be um, but I love giant monster movies like that I don't think enough of them are made but in the ones that are made have the problem too many humans in it <laughs> not enough monsters not enough humans. monsters the original with brian cranston when they rebooted godzilla after the the amazing madison square garden movie for some reason they wanted to reboot it i didn't understand that um the whole first i don't know 45 minutes to an hour was people listen i'm watching a monster movie i don't give a gd about the people show me <laughs> godzilla smashing buildings and i think i think too that's where like for me, Pacific Rim is maybe like the best monster movie I've seen recently, like in a while, just because while there is still a bunch of people scenes, they don't spend a ton of time on them, but they spend just enough to make the plot make sense. And even when the, there are people scenes, usually they're like kind of fighting each other. So it's good. And then when they're not fighting each other, they're getting into giant robots and fighting monsters. And that's great. And like, I think that movie walks the line like very well of getting right to the monsters fighting giant robots but then also not you know having just enough plot where you're like buying into the movie without like being like well there's just nothing to this uh it, it does a good job it's it's one of my it's one of my go-tos and every every other monster movie i've seen since then i'm just like i could be watching pacific rim right now and i kind of wish i was instead of this but so I've never seen Pacific Rim. I guess I got to put it on the list. Ooh. After Memento. Randy, Randy come <laughs> over, man. We'll watch it. Okay. I, I've watched Battleship, which I thought was Pacific Rim until I realized it was Battleship. It's like a much worse Pacific Rim. Okay. I mean, it kind of is. Like, you're not wrong. It's just like a, a much worse version of that movie. Is there a Pacific Rim 2 or are they coming out with that? Yeah, so no, there is. Don't. We don't need are you, to talk are about you saying oh, okay. specific rim? For the specific rim? But specific mm -hmm. rim. Specifically. You specifically want to look for Pacific Rim, not Battleship. You be okay. more specific. Be more Pacific? Bug, yes. I'll move to the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
we we kind of started talking about the current uh monster verse you know uh what is it? kong skull island godzilla godzilla king of the monsters have you guys seen those movies chris I wa- yeah I, uh, didn't we just talk about them <laughs> i mean but we well we really only touched on godzilla yeah i did so not i don't think i saw godzilla king of the monsters because when i was watching kong godzilla i and they're talking about when godzilla fought what it, I don't even know because I didn't see King of the Monsters. And I was like, wait a minute, was there a, did I miss a movie in here somewhere? And apparently I did. And, but so you watched the newest Kong movie? I did watch the newest Kong movie. Nice. Randy, I, how about you? I did too. Yeah, I watched Kong Skull Island, which is the newest one, right? And uh, yeah. I just watched it trying to lead up to Godzilla versus Kong. Um, so I watched that and then I was going to watch the two Godzilla movies, but then we watched Godzilla versus Kong together before I had a chance to. So I kind of understood the human parts of the movie. Um, didn't really need to, so it's okay. But I, I liked Kong Skull Island a lot. I thought it was, it had, you know, it had some issues here and there, but overall it had some monster fights, which were awesome. Yeah. And, and same with me. I watched both the original, well, of the newer movies the first godzilla and then kong skull island i got through like an hour i think of the second godzilla godzilla king of the monsters and it was it was a rough watch i like could not i think part of it too like i was not really in the mood for it and so but like also just again the first hour of the movie was all like plot development of the humans and stuff i'm just like i don't care about this and i don't Mm -hmm. want to sit through this i'm turning it off you you definitely have the right mindset going into these movies because when I was watching uh, Kong Godzilla and King Kong, you know, gets this axe, goes to the center of the world, the the hidden world, and you know, it's certainly like, well, why is this going on? And I realized, man, stop thinking. He's a giant ape picking up a badass axe, and he's gonna so break some stuff. Just go with it. And I was like, you know, once I stopped thinking, the movie was so much better. So, Chris, did you catch the Easter egg? that the axe blade was a Godzilla scale, like from his back? No, I didn't. <laughs> I totally missed that. That's a, well, that's okay, because when we were watching, no one else caught it either, and I you know, patted myself on the back. There. I, I pointed that out to Randy, and you were like, oh, man, like, yeah, 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 that's awesome. That's true. I didn't catch it either. You, you know, I'll, lose, I'll subtract a few nerd points for missing that one. hey don't subtract it man it was i feel like it was bad writing right like they that is probably something they kind of could have pointed out a little more yeah definitely some plot holes in that one but we're not we're we're not going to get into that yet or are we no that's all right i mean i think spoiler alert are we going to do spoiler alert here from here here on out everybody massive spoiler alert we're diving into godzilla versus kong if you haven't seen it uh and you care about the plot for some reason (laughs) The plot holes are that there's there's, there's some semblance of a plot. Yeah, spoiler alert, it was just Congo too. Return to the Congo. <laughs> Amy, happy. Amy want raindrop drink. <laughs> so Kong learned how to speak sign language. That, that was, was probably the biggest but jump. only to a little girl. Only through one little girl who could not speak at all but just sign language she could feel his heart oh she could feel his heart 
Let's also talk about the worst parent on the planet, that little girl's mom. <laughs> See, I don't think that was her mom. mom. That's not her mom. It's adopted right. mom. She was just taking care of that girl. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Worst guardian on the planet. I don't even think she was a guardian. The she girl was... just like randomly showed up. No, she was definitely a kid guardian. away. She was definitely the guardian. Mm, not in my not in my mind. She was doing not a good job. <laughs> hey, let's Whatever. bring this kid along to hollow earth because what could go wrong other than that whole gravity inversion thing that killed everybody? I don't know. Um, Listen, she needed someone there who could, the mom needed someone who could tell her that the axe is a Godzilla scale. So she had to bring the little girl. That's fair. Yeah, should we back up a little bit, start from the beginning of the movie? Um, I don't think we have enough time. <laughs> we, we already, all right. So we just, do we just go around in a circle, say our favorite and least favorite thing of the movie? I'll, sure. I'll, uh, I'll defer to Pat first. Oh, thanks, Randy. <laughs> no, all right, I'll go. I'll, I have to think. I think my favorite thing was obviously uh, the fight um, when it was Kong versus Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. But then it was really Kong and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Uh, and then it was them kind of like fist bumping at the end almost like, hey, I'll see you around, but hopefully not type of thing. Uh, that was the best part for me. I uh, was waiting for them to do something super lame amazing however you want to look at it they, they kind of did though didn't they like didn't they kind of just like nod like like that respect yeah, like godzilla oh. gave him a, like look over the shoulder as he walked away like hmm i'm godzilla <laughs> uh so randy you gave us your best what was your least favorite part uh that they made a movie called kong versus godzilla where they're both good guys hey guys you already tried that that was called superman versus batman nobody wants to see that movie you do not want to see good guys who you're both rooting for fighting each other because nobody's going to win and all i want to see is somebody win in an all-out knockdown drag out fight so i have a question for you then randy do you think if they called this godzilla and kong but then it still had them fight in the beginning like when they're kind of you know establishing their friendship would you have been like more okay with that like the plot set up that way yeah that's still a terrible name for a movie what Godzilla and Kong? Oh, Godzilla yeah. and Kong. It's like a buddy cop movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But Godzilla and Kong on the case. This drug dealer for, yeah, the, for all the they're monsters. Tra- they're tracking down Mecha Godzilla and stopping it from destroying Hong Kong. Extra, extra. There's a robot on the loose. We've got Godzilla and Kong on the case again. Why are they going to be the police chief yelling at Godzilla and Kong, telling them to get their act together and stop this crime? Kong just wants get to out keep there doing. And stop Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> Kong just wants to keep doing paperwork at his desk and Godzilla just wants to get out and which is kind of ironic because we watched the other guys. I'm sick of saving your butt. Godzilla and Kong, you're two loose cannons. You can't do this anymore. Give me your badges. (laughs) Kong just signs sorry for Godzilla. He doesn't have manners. (laughs) All right. Uh, Chris. When you get a second, all right, he's back. What are your about to die? What, what were your favorite parts of Godzilla and Kong? See, my kind of the opposite of Randy is I loved obviously the fights, but I loved how they framed the fight as like different rounds going through the movie. Again, you got to turn off your head and just go with what they're doing. <sighs> okay. In that, <laughs> I loved the one good part of the humans was when he goes, 
guess round one goes to Kong. <laughs> <laughs> goes to Godzilla. I was like, yes, it certainly does. All right, and then your your least favorite parts. Oh, all the humans, <laughs> except when they're declaring the victor of the fight. So, so did you read the article where, and I think we talked about this after the movie, we're like, what did the girl from Stranger Things and what Brian Tyree and uh, the kid from Deadpool, did they do anything useful in this movie whatsoever? And then I read an article that said, no, they did nothing yeah, like useful. They, they could, their entire storyline like could have been cut from the movie. Completely. And it wouldn't have made like a single difference. Right. Well, I think until the very end, right? Because then- yes. At the very end, they do something to screw up Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. Yes, because don't they like they uh get that uh computer virus? They into... pour. <laughs> oh no, they don't use computer virus. They pour coke on a keyboard. No, no, it's not a coke. It's the whiskey from the guy's wife. Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They didn't need him. But then, yeah, that's another thing I hated that Kong and Godzilla couldn't defeat Mechagodzilla without the help of the, the stupid humans puny human humans ruin everything well technically mecha godzilla wasn't it was hydra right or it was Ghidorah. yeah Ghidorah. Ghidorah in right but they didn't explain that but i think that was implied well yeah or like was it though like yeah i don't know we don't know if it was supposed to be like right Ghidorah or just like it went haywire yeah i think that's partly where you needed to watch the king of the monsters movie or just chris take your advice turn your brain off and just turn it off you're good yeah he's on its own now my i I would have to say my favorite part was just in the fights how either mecha godzilla or godzilla is always trying to specifically like fire breath into the other thing's mouth Like, like they can't, they can't just beat them, but they have to like open your mouth and like basically spit in it. It's it's great, it's really good. Uh, Everyone knows the quickest yeah. way to Godzilla's heart is to fire breath into his mouth. Yeah, to sh- to show Titan dominance, you have to fire breathe into someone's mouth. There mm-hmm. were a lot of scenes of them screaming at each other in their face, and I loved every single one of them. Right? Yeah, yeah there was a lot. That was good. Uh, and I think my least favorite part was all the humans. <laughs> no humans in that movie. It would have been amazing. Actually, guys, my favorite part was the humans. I don't know. Now that I think about it. it Randy. How could they have beaten Mechagodzilla? What about the human in Mechagodzilla's skull? How cool was that? He got to sit there and control Mechagodzilla? For like a second, and then his brain got fried. Yeah, that's true. He was not in there for very long. Um... I yeah I think Chris you were right I think with these movies with maybe we got to start doing this more is just turn your brain off and enjoy the movie and try not Listen, to judge I did it, so it with much. Transformers I watched the first Transformers and was very disappointed then I watched the second Transformers and remember how disappointed I was so I went in with really low expectations like the lowest you could have and like turned my brain off and the movie was awesome <laughs> So I actually was going to compare this to Transformers because I love robots fighting each other, giant robots fighting each other. So I actually love the robot. I love the Transformers movies, except for the humans. You guys are absolutely right. Except for the human parts. So Randy, if you love robots, boy, do I have a movie for you. It is called Pacific Rim. <laughs> it's called Memento. Pacific Memento, yeah. Yeah. Pacific Rim. Is it robots versus monsters? Because that yes, cool. robots the, versus the monsters. Plot. Oh my god, plot. that'd be awesome. 
All right, I'm in. I can't wait to watch Pacific it. Pacific Rim, the actual the human plot line in it isn't too bad. They, yeah, the thing is they they like they just know like this is kind of dumb, so we're just gonna go with it. And right, mm-hmm. and so they just own it and it's great. And then like you said, Pat, a lot of times when they're developing this story through the humans, the humans are in the giant robots talking. So at least you're getting the, the giant robots and or they're like fist voice. fighting with one another and so then you're just like all right that's still like action mm-hmm. like, this is fine. so does this bring us to pretty obvious um conclusion that power rangers was the best show ever because it was robots versus monsters essentially <laughs> well, i was thinking that earlier when I was, the kaiju power rangers had a new kaiju every single episode yeah the and kings the giant of robot kaiju. to fight it and in Power Rangers, how many seasons is it? And they had new robots mm-hmm. every season, multiple new robots coming out, especially in the later episodes or later seasons, when it seems like every new episode is a new Zord with that can now combine in a different combination with the old Zords. And it's just mind blowing. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I, I never got that. I was just going to say, I never watched like really past the original cast you know plus or minus like a couple rangers and then uh and then my son got into some of the like way later episodes where exactly chris what you're saying like i think it's like dino thunder dino mm-hmm. charge or something where we're right like it's like every other episode there's this new robot and it really did i was just like oh my god i'm falling back into this thing like as an adult because and, this is great and now i want to go buy all those toys because they're so amazing it, it was such a weird pacing of a show. And obviously you look back, special effects were, I mean, they were very realistic because I think they were practical effects of just sparks and smoke coming out a lot of times. Yep. But when you really think about it, it's like, it's, you know, I didn't see the movie, but I mean, it pretty much is what Kaijus versus robots, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I didn't see the new movie. Um, that one modern special effects yeah and that one they didn't use it basically was like another robot it was like robot versus robot which is still okay okay. yeah all right final thoughts guys on monsters the monster verse the newer the newer monster movies randy what's your final thought man i i think the thing i took out of godzilla versus kong the most is it was so much fun watching a movie with you pat with pete and rob because I watch these movies lately with Laurel and that is still fun, but, and we still make fun of it, but she doesn't have all the deep cuts like we do. So when we were sitting there making fun of it the whole time, it made the movie like a million times better. Like in my head, it was an awesome movie, like one of my favorite movies to watch, but really just because we were just ripping on it the whole time. And that was a lot of fun. So that's what I took away from it. I got to watch more movies with you guys and Chris, obviously too. Sweet. Chris, what about you? Uh, I like I said I really like giant monster movies I you know chance to turn your brain off just watch it I actually watched Kong vs. Godzilla with my son and he was the one who was begging to watch it and he was sick so we subscribed to HBO Max just to watch it so we'd have something because he was supposed to stay in bed all day and uh again just turn your head off and stop thinking we need more giant monster movies and less humans in these monster movies. <laughs> Agreed. Nice. Pat? Um, yeah, I would say I, I probably need, I feel like I need to rewatch it again, just to kind of with, with that mindset, Chris, of just like not thinking about it too much and just, just riding it, riding that wave of giant monsters fighting each other. Cause the fight scenes were really good and fun. Mm. And uh, yeah, directors just 
you know, don't, don't think too hard about why they're doing the, the doing the stuff that they're doing. Just, I don't know, less humans. That's the answer. I, I will say Kong Skull Island, they pull out Kong pretty quickly in the movie, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So they did a good and job would, with that. I think the, like the whole like monster verse that they're doing is like, is cool. Like, I, I hope they do make another movie or two, um, you know, and maybe bring in some other classic Godzilla monsters. Like that'd be, that would be really fun. Would you like to see a new monster developed? Like, like a, an original, like a new mm. original. Yeah, that could work. All right. Five seconds. Give me your new monster. What would my new monster be? I have so many old monsters in my head right now, though. I can't. Uh, it would be like a squid man. Squid man. I'll do that. Okay. Like I'd go with a bird with a giant horn. So like a unicorn based bird. It's like a griffin. No, 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 no. A unicorn bird, but it walks on two legs. Okay. Randy, your turn. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd do something that combines like a T-Rex with a raptor, maybe like an Indominus Rex type of situation. Randy, that's been done, man. Oh, okay. Well, after that's done, maybe like a hybrid dinosaur um of like an i don't know the same thing i guess but just call it a different name like the indoraptor maybe okay that has also been done well i mean i'm sure somebody out there could think of a third thing they could create that's just like that and come out with a third movie like a hybrid hybrid dinosaur of like all of them of all the hybrids yes a hybrid of all the hybrids what what would the monsters look like if you did a hybrid of King Kong and Godzilla? Do you think it would be a hairy Godzilla or like a scaly King Kong? Both. I would like to see a hairy Godzilla. I, I think, think I that would to totally be yeah, worth paying the ticket price for. Hairzilla. Is there a mm-hmm. Mecha Kong? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. I, I think, so what I was reading was this movie just crushed on HBO Max, like destroyed, like made yeah, an insane amount of money. So their the movie is, Randy, they destroy everything. <laughs> it did pretty well uh, monetary-wise. So they're going, well, to clear, they're going to clearly make more. So I think we hopefully will see some more of Hollow Earth and uh, some new monsters. Love it. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. all right so i think that's going to about wrap it up for this week's episode but before we go let's jump into our D character of the week this week's D character is fela maravaldi fela maravaldi is a 91 year old female asimar sorcerer <clears throat> Pat, may, may i you may <clears throat> hello my name is Fela Maribaldi. I am a female sorcerer. sir. A clockwork souls back with the folk hero background. I broke into a tyrant's castle in my younger years to arm the people to save them. I hated my mundane life. And when it was time to step up, I did. 
the right thing. I took a chance. I'm great at impersonations. Because <laughs> this isn't my real voice. I'm actually, the, this is what I do. And I'm always chewing something. I've read this all the way through before <laughs> jumping in. I value community and I'm protective of my family members. That was a good, good Fela. Uh, also, I think with Fela being an Esamir, I don't think, uh, I think 91 years old is like young for that race. I don't so even, what is an Esamir? It's like a, a plane walker, like a, a, a quasi deity. Still, still not with you. <laughs> well, someone doesn't know their D&D. &D. Yeah, uh, no play it with me. I, I love that we just learned that Chris, Chris will read the description before for or before he actually reads through the whole thing so i can't wait for read two words ahead you just yep. gotta stick two words ahead of what you're reading but i think the biggest thing with this character is this really is i think like our first truly lawful good character she broke into the castle yeah i don't know he was a tyrant he was a tyrant pat's always pushing yep, the lawful good. he had to raise taxes because he's trying to build libraries and roads and schools so what would you say about somebody who breaks into something, Chris? What would they be? A criminal. They'd be evil. So evil good? No. Lawful evil? She's not lawful evil. <laughs> she's causing chaos. She so she's not lawful. Definitely not lawful. She, well, would she be... is lawful. She values community. It literally said in her character description, value community. She's, it also says lawful. she's always shooting Chris, something. Chris did leave the lawful in parentheses out of the description. I, I noticed that. Bad guys are always chewing something, Pat. All right. Neutral, she, neutral. Neutral, neutral. Neutral, neutral. Neutral, neutral. All right. So we also, uh, we did not do a good job on our recommendations for this week. So who's got recommendations for watching something? Oh, I want to recommend Nova has a special Nova on PBS has a special on the GameStop stonks market Ooh. and everything that's going on and the volatility with that. Um, so I recommend watching that because I want to watch it. So nice. watch it with me. I haven't watched it. I think it's going to be good. Nova is always a, an amazing show. So, Love it. Randy, what do you got for us? I, I said, let's play play some D&D. Play some Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's fun. Love to. Find, find a group of friends out there that are willing to play. I thought I had and... two friends I could play with, but apparently one of them just found other friends instead. Guys, do you want to play D&D sometime? I learned how to be a dungeon master just for you two. Yes, I do. Okay, let's set a date then, maybe post-podcast. Um, but yeah, play some Dungeons and Dragons, get some minis, create a character. My character is a, I don't know if I could share this, Pat. My character is definitely um, neutral, neutral, because I found that that's the most common type from doing this podcast. And it's a human, uh, I went with a rogue this time, so no magic. I thought I'd go a little easier. Name is Spickle Mickelson, which is one of the most fun things to do in D&D is come up with your name. And uh, yeah, I'd say play some D&D. Nice. All right, and I'll got your read. Um, read up on Disco Elysium. We were plugging that game earlier. Uh, if you're interested in it, read up <laughs> about it. And Are you telling the castanets to read the instruction manual of Disco Elysium? <laughs> No, read the reviews 
and or just general information because it's a trippy game. It might, I don't think I did a good job explaining it. And then, and then next week we'll have a good recommendation. Pat, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have taken the play spot. How about you take the play spot and I'll do the <laughs> this, read spot? Okay. This is really this is really me backdooring into adding an additional play of play disco Elysium. <laughs> what is Randy read gonna say? Oh, read, read Dungeons and Dragons. Guys, there's a Dungeons and Dragons um uh rule book that i would suggest reading before yeah. you play dungeons and dragons and this one's more specific to both my co-hosts so read that rule book please please read it before we play i'm begging you <laughs> all right all right that'll do it for this week's episode thanks everyone for listening wait, wait. hey randy what's up chris here Andy, did I, did I didn't tell you over over spring break did you know i went to apocalypse and visited dark side who's there no, no, I really I went to Apocalypse and visited Darkseid. He gave me a tour. Was it Desaad? His castle. I met Desaad. Uh, the best part about the the tour was Darkseid showed me his closets. He's okay. got giant closets full of storage. And he's super organized. You wouldn't think about it, that guy. But, you know, on the bottom, he had all his pair of shoes. And then in the middle, he had his pair of pants. And up on top, there was a where he kept all this pair of demons. Was... <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. I loved it. I, I didn't know where it was going, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Also, he's not very organized because he lost all three of his mother boxes. So That's true. But no, I love the joke. Um, Chris, did you come up with that one? That was pretty I good. I made that up last night as I was entering hour 19 of the Snyder Cut. Did you give up on the knock-knock jokes then, or are we still working on those? What's the knock-knock joke? Who's there? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Oh, wait, I got a recommendation for watch. Sorry. Okay. This is a good one. I pulled out the watch, Randy. <laughs> you were the one that did the watch. We already did all these recommendations. If for a second I thought Pat was going to do I don't know. I screwed up. All right, I'll wait till next week. I'll just say, read the, or <laughs> watch, watch the uh, honest trailer for um, Justice League Snyder Cut, because it's really funny. Only after you watch the whole Justice League Snyder Cut, but it's fine. It is. It's spot on. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. And you know what? We had a really good closing like two episodes ago, and now I forgot what it was. So everybody, keep on casting. keep on casting. We're casting. Nope, they're casting our <laughs> casting to us. To like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. The end. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>